Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Praise God. I was glad when... They said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Good afternoon. This is your call to worship for the third Saturday, July, July the 22nd, 2017. Greetings and welcome from Pastor Millicent Black and members to the weekly Saturday worship service of Refuge from the Storm Conference Call Church, a Christian ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose, seeking to serve targeted individuals in North America and around the world. Thank you for spending a portion of your Saturday worshiping with us, and a special welcome to any new listeners, and we'd like to say, please come again. We hope that something that you hear or something that is said will lift you higher in the presence of God. Please let me introduce our serving team for this worship service, Dr. Millicent, Dr. Millicent Black. Sister Cassandra Lewis will serve as our talk show manager and will offer our altar prayer on this evening. Elder Carolyn Cunningham will serve as our worship leader. And Sister Linda Jones will offer our invitation to discipleship. Minister Juanita Purdy will be our messenger for the hour. The announcements for this coming week, please join us for Wednesday night Bible study, that's July the 26th, at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Our subject will be Ezekiel, and the scripture for your advanced uh, study will be Ezekiel, the third chapter. Also join us as often as you can for our Saturday prayer team ministry call, also led by Minister Juanita Purdy. The starting time is 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time, 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. I'd like to give a special thanks to Elder Carolyn Cunningham, Minister Juanita Purdy, and Sister Linda Jones for their contributions to the newsletter by way of articles and de- devotionals. They're very uh, beautifully written and uh, gives us a chance to think on many things and uh, open up our heart to God. So thank you all very, very much. That's Sister Carolyn, Minister Juanita, and Sister Linda Jones. Now, if anyone else in the membership uh, would also like to offer devotionals, written devotionals, or articles of a spiritual nature, I would be more than happy to publish them on your behalf and just um, reach out to Gloria R. 
Pastor Millicent at refugefromstorm at aol.com or refugefromstorm2016 at yahoo.com. Please don't forget to pray for fellow TIs in North America and around the world. Pray for all of our leaders and members of all the various TI advocacy and activist groups that we know of, that they may seek God first in everything that they do. There's some ongoing great projects that they're working on on our behalf, so please keep them in your prayers for their protection um, for them and their families. Thank you for your attention, and now we'll have our opening song, after which Elder Carolyn Cunningham will lead us further in our worship service. Sandra.
lovely praise song by the Yes, I, I'd like to add it was by the Soweto Gospel Choir. Right. Yes. Kumbaya. Come by here, Lord. Thank you so much. The scripture today is taken from the book of Psalms, Psalm 143. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. In your faithfulness answer me, and in your righteousness. Do not enter into judgment with your servant, for in your sight no one living is righteous. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness, like those who have long been dead. Therefore my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is distressed. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your works. I muse on the work of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. Answer me speedily, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, lest I be like those who go down into the pit. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift up my soul to you. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. In you I take shelter. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake, for your righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble. In your mercy, cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul, for I am your servant. Amen. Let us pray. Compassionate Lord, your mercies have brought me to another day. My gifts will be in vain if I don't grow in grace, increase in knowledge, and ripen for spiritual harvest. Today, let me know you as you are love you supremely, serve you wholly, admire you fully. Through your loving kindness, let my will respond to you, knowing that the power to obey is not in me, but that your free love alone enables me to serve you. Here is my empty heart. Overflow it with your best gifts. Here is my ignorance. Chase away its bliss and replace it with wisdom. O ever-watchful shepherd, lead Guide, help me today. Without your hand to guide me, I mess up and wander off. Hedge up my path so that I don't wander off into sinful fun and indulge in its addictive flavor. Direct my feet so that I won't get entangled in Satan's secret snares or fall into his hidden traps. Defend me from people who attack, from evil circumstances, and even from myself. My enemies are a part of my nature. They cling to me like my skin. I can't get away from their contact. When I stand up and when I sit down, they shackle me. They lure me continually to sin. My enemy is close by. Come with almighty power and throw them out and destroy every bit of sinful life that is in me today. Amen. Now we'll have another praise song. Followed by the altar prayer 
like Sister Cassandra.
the altar prayer by Sister Cassandra. Lord, you are holy above all others, and all of the strength that we need is in your hands. Give us strength, Lord. We are not asking, Father, that you take this trial away. Instead, we simply ask that your will be done in our lives. Whatever that means, that is what we want. But we do admit that it's hard, Lord. Sometimes we feel like we can't go on. The pain and the fear are oftentimes too much for us. And we know that we don't have the strength on our own to get through this targeting. We know that we can come to you, Lord, and that you will hear our prayer. We know that it is not your intent to bring us to this point just to leave us in the wilderness alone. Please, Lord, give us the strength that we need to face our days. We don't have to worry about tomorrow. If you just give us the strength that we need for each day, that is all we need. Keep us from sinning during this trial. Instead, help us to keep our eyes on you. You are the Holy Lord, and all of our hopes rest in you. Thank you for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Cassandra. Now we'll have another song followed by our weekly message to be presented by Minister Juanita.
Um, my computer, I'm sorry, my computer will stop. If you could, could come on now, please, and maybe she can replay that after the message. Yeah. Sister, Sister Cassandra, if you could prepare to play Our God is Stronger by Chris Tomlin, um, that would be great. And the title again? Our God is by Chris Tomlin. Chris Thomas. So we bless the Lord as she prepares to play that song. Um, I just want to go on and do the greetings and um, and um, and then uh, we'll just uh, go on back to uh, our moment of of praise to prepare for the word. Uh, I just bless the Lord, you guys. I. It, I'm always ecstatic. I just, I love this time. Anytime that I get to um, be a partaker of the word, whether or not it's it's coming to me or coming through me, um, to me it is such an honor and a joy um, to do that. So I, I bless the Lord for giving me the opportunity to be a vessel that he can use to bring his his holy word. And um, I pray that each person receives the word with um, with the open heart and open mind, ready to, to take it and plant it so that um, we can enjoy the fruit, the fruit. Every day that we live, we labor. Whether we're laboring for good or we're laboring for bad, we're laboring. And whatever we plant, we, we definitely are going to see a harvest. So as we take this word, we want to make sure our heart is prepared to receive it and um, so that it's planted on good soil and we can receive an abundant harvest from the word. The word is living and it's powerful. And so I bless the Lord for being able to bring it. Um, I would like to acknowledge uh, each and every person first and foremost. Um, I would like to acknowledge Pastor Millicent and her labor that that she does each and every week in preparing this time for each person to be able to um, come in and, and receive of the Lord, receive the word. These are seeds, and we should never take receiving the word of God lightly. Um, it it is a very it's a crucial time in. Um, in our growth and in our life, what what the things that we will receive. So I, I just think that, you know, as we come together, you know, um, the Bible tells us that, you know, we, we should be in a spirit of rejoicing, a spirit of rejoicing. So um, I just want us to 
the uh, Bible also tells us that we have to give honor where honor is due. And um, there is so much that Pastor Millicent could have done with the the education that she had, that she's received from seminary. And I know that there is so much that she will do um, with it, but she did not have to stop here. She didn't even have to make this a pit stop, but she did. And I just bless the Lord that on her way up, she decided that she would stop and and share um, the word of God, share her labor of of love for the word and, and seeing people being full of hope and power. She decided that she would share with us, and, and she was obedient to the call. And, and we want to make sure that we're pouring back into her as much as she is pouring into us to have this opportunity. And then I want to acknowledge each and every person who came to partake of this special time, this special time where we're gathered and the anointing of the Lord is here. It's here. It's here to to save. It's here to um it's here to heal whatever it is that you need. His anointing is here. It's here and it's ready. It's ready to address every issue. So um I just want to acknowledge the ministry team and and um those who are involved in this production because it, it takes quite a bit. So with that said, um, we are going to uh, play. Did, were you able to get it, uh, Sister Cassandra? I pulled up Our God by Chris Tomlin. Yes, that's it. Play it right now. <laughs>
bless the Lord. We thank you, Father God. We honor you this day. We bless you. We bless you. We rejoice in your presence, and we thank you for being with us here today, Father God. Lord, we, you know each and every person that is here today, and Father God, you know what each and every person needs today, Father God. And so, Lord, we're turning to you for their needs, Lord, because we know that you will give them what they need. Sometimes, Lord, we acknowledge that, that sometimes it's about what you, we want. But, Lord, we're asking you to pour out what each person needs today, Father God, that they will receive of you so that they can move and have their being in you today, Lord. We bless you, Father God, and we thank you for your presence. Thank you for making yourself known to us. You said that we know your voice. Yours know your voice. So we're asking you to speak to each and every heart here today, Father God, where there is blockage, Lord, you are the great surgeon. You can remove it. And we're asking you to go before us in the heart and the mind of each person to, to, to hear the word. Go before us, Father God, in every situation that the devil has set up to be a blockage. Remove it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that as they hear the word, that they will build upon it to be stronger and better and more excellent, Father God, in your sight, Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 Amen, amen, amen. I tell you, um, I bless the Lord. We are going to be coming from several scriptures today. Uh, the first scripture we're coming from is the book of uh, the the Gospel of John. We're coming from the Gospel of John, the tenth chapter. So if you want to write it down, um, or even you know find or read along in your Bible, John the tenth chapter, and we will be reading the seventh through the tenth verse, and also we will be referring to the fifteenth through the eighteenth verse. We will also um, look at First Thessalonians and, of course, the fifth chapter. Now, I will actually take some some scriptures from it, but I would encourage you to read all of First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. And we will also be looking at Acts, the second chapter, and I will be taking uh, various scriptures from Acts, the second chapter and other scriptures as we need to clarify. Okay, so let's start with uh, John. And it says, Then Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me... If any man enters in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to uh, kill and to destroy. I am come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. 
In this, Jesus states that he is the door, and of course, in order to enter into this pasture, his pasture, you have to come by him. There is no other way that you're going to be able to come into the pasture. And um, and so he goes on in 15, and I'm going to read 15 through 18, and he's, he's still really in this, you know, telling them, of, uh, just speaking to them in this parable. And he says, as the Father knoweth me, even so I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again, take it again. No man take it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received from my Father. Now, um, he talks about being, of course, now for the first uh, section of it, he's telling us that you got to come through him. The second is when you come, through him, to him, he will lead you and guide you as being he is the good shepherd. And then he begins to say that the ones that he leads and guides are going to know his voice, and he is going to lead them in the pasture. Now, you know, we can refer back to, because, you know, we see this word pasture, of course, and we, the first thing that this scripture, is, as Jesus is, um, is, is speaking this scripture, should bring to mind what David foretold of the shepherd in Psalms 23. And he said that the Lord is my shepherd. Now, Jesus come, is fast-forwarding David, King David, our, our uh, king, but he's also a prophet. He fast he fast forward and said, "I am that shepherd. I am that shepherd." That of course, King David. He didn't say it in the scripture, but we know that King David spoke and wrote about it. And he said, "Because he is the shepherd." And David said, "The Lord is my shepherd." One version of it says, um, "I shall not want." Other versions, I lack nothing. Why? Because God is our supplier. What did Jesus say in John 10? He says that I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Some versions will say have it to the full. So in this version, he says, I lack nothing. Why? Because my God is leading me. My shepherd is leading me. Me, being a sheep, I don't know a whole lot. I just know that I'm supposed to follow the shepherd. And whatever the shepherd tells me to do, I need to be obedient to that. He also says in Psalms 23, he makes me lie down in green pastures. We know that the pastures are the the feeding ground of the sheep is also the resting ground of the sheep. 
preacher, as he leads me beside the, the, the quiet waters, he restores my soul and he leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Are we going to walk through valleys of dark times? Are we going to deal with evil? Yes. It tells us that. David tells us that. But he said, because my Lord is guiding me, I will not fear it. I will not fear the evil. And not only that, because I know that he is there to protect me, did Jesus not say that, you know, um, he, he, he will guide his sheep, he will keep his sheep, he will even lay down his life for his sheep? So because I know that my shepherd is in charge of me, I have no need to fear, for he's with me. His rod, that means the, 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 what do you call those little staffs that they have? Those were the things that kind of, you know, the, the shepherd used to move them along, but it was also used to fight off anything that, you know, would try to come against the sheep. So David understood, and Jesus reconciled Psalms 23 with when he told us that he was the good shepherd that, of course, David was writing about. And um, he said that his rod and the staff, they comfort me. We find comfort in the presence of the Lord. Oh, we're supposed to find comfort in the presence of the Lord. And part of that comfort is knowing that we can we can trust the fact that in Proverbs, it was Proverbs, the 21st chapter, I do believe it is, um, the 21st chapter and the 30th verse says that there is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. Now, what did David say? David said that, you know what? God has already prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I know that I got enemies out there. And I know that the enemy is plotting and scheming and have come up with all kinds of devices. But I am confident and assured through the word of God that he's already gone before me. So all I have to do is follow after him, listen to him, make sure that I am doing what the word say, acknowledging him in all of my ways so that he can direct my path. And as he does that, We know and we can have the confidence that his goodness and his love will follow us all the days of, of, of our life. So as Jesus shared with them and, and brought to life, actually, he gave life to Psalms 23. And he shared with them and let them know, 
uh, I am that shepherd. And, of course, if you come to me, if you come to me, I'm going to lay down my life for you. And it, sometimes we tend to think that the laying down the life is basically so that we can have eternal life. And that, is, that was the main course. Don't get me wrong, but he says that he come that you may have life and have it to the fullest. And that the, the life is not just in the life to come, but it's also in the life that we have right now. Let me show you. So if we go to um, Acts, the second chapter, Acts, the second chapter is uh, really the day where um, some scholars or um, some of the the experts in the word say that this is the day that God ordained the church, or this is the day that God breathed life into the church. Well, this is the day of Pentecost. And, of course, there is so much that I would love to spend some time maybe teaching um, from Pentecost because you, in that you see a lot of, of God's – where you see that God is a strategic God. Nothing is done haphazardly. Everything is done by a certain order. And it was, it's amazing how um, through the day of Pentecost it was the fulfillment of, of the Feast of Weeks in the Old Testament. So, I mean, there is so much there, but anyway, I'm reading, and it starts with the first verse, and it says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. This is what Jesus had told them to do. He had told them to go to that upper room and to stay there until they're endued with power. And so, of course, um, number two says, Suddenly, a strong a, a sound, like the blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then they saw what seemed, so they heard, they heard, and they saw. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them to. Now, of course, I'm going to kind of explain the next few verses. Of course, um, when this happened, you had people of all of the different um, um, cultures that were, they were there. They and they saw that, and this thing, you know, it it amazed them. But some people, you know, of course, what they don't understand, you know, they tend to write it off or talk about it in a negative way. And so, of course, that's what some people start to do. But then Peter got up and he addressed this crowd, and he said to them. 
um, the, these people are not drunk as you think they are. It's only nine in the morning, but what is happening is being fulfilled by the prophet Joel. Uh, when he said in the last days he was going to pour out his spirit on all people. So, of course, they're receiving the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, it says that, of course, I'm going to go down to uh, 21, and everyone who calls, on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So Peter is explaining them that this is the the salvation that had been prophesied in the in since the beginning of time. This is the salvation that um Joel spoke about, but that was also talked about uh, even in uh, um, the prophet uh, Elijah. And I mean, if you go on and read, Jesus has been prophesied since sin entered into the world. So Peter was explaining this to them. And Of course, when he explained it to them, they were convicted. They were convicted. And not only were they convicted, but many of them actually gave their life. They they surrendered their life to Jesus that very day. As a matter of fact, um, the the Bible tells us in Acts, the second chapter, that there were 3,000 people who was added to uh, the, the, the list of those who had been saved. So Peter replied to them, okay, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of the sin. And he said, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, we we have to see the power in that, that verse. He said, and you will receive the gift. It's a gift for us. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but generally you don't treat gifts with contempt. You're generally kind of ecstatic about it and you're, you know, I mean, excited about it. I know that most of the 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 prophets and the prophetess and the people that have uh the Jews who were waiting for this Messiah, they were so excited, you know, about what God was gonna do. So when we fast forward it to Acts, and he has already promised them that they would be endued with power by the Holy Ghost, they were they were ready. And when it came, it came with power. So this gift that you have is a powerful gift. It is a powerful gift ready and able to do great things as as we avail ourselves to this gift, 
And so in verse 42 of that same message, now, uh, when you have 3,000 people that are saved just by what they witness, that is very powerful. Well, it's the same Holy Spirit then that it is now. So 42 says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions. That's how powerful this, this, the gift is. They sold their possessions to give to anyone who had need. That's love right there. And every day they continued to meet in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added their numbers daily who were to be saved. Now, what you're seeing here is the power of the Holy Spirit at, at work in, in, in these, these individuals here. The power of the Holy Spirit will draw, has drawn them, one, to break bread together, sharing in the word and praying, um, devoting themselves to teaching and fellowship. The power of that gift, that gift that, that is given to each and every one of us as we receive Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, enough to make you want to, you know, pour into those who have need. I mean, wanting to praise God, that's what they did during the day. Every day it says they were gathered to praise the Lord and enjoy each other's company in the Lord. I want to encourage us that we have that same gift, that we want it to motivate us to be in that same place, in that same place. Well, how do we do that? Because, you know, every, we deal with issues every day. That's, that's why, well, that's not why we're here, but it certainly is part of the reason we come together is because of what, you know, we are oftentimes faced, faced with. And we, we draw strength in the Lord and we draw strength in each other. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, tells us, starting with the first verse. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and day, we, need, we do not need to write you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But this is for but you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness so that this day should not surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light 
and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. That word sober means let us be awake, let us be rational. Let us be uh, uh, thinking about what is going on, okay, because there is a lot that is happening all around us in the midst, not only in the midst of what's going on in our own lives through the targeting, but what is going on in this world in general. So what happens is, We will have our eyes on this situation. We're missing some other key things that is going on over there, and things happen unaware, and it catches us by surprise. That's what the enemy wants you to do. The enemy wants you to keep looking at them so that they can do sneak attacks on the family, um, on you know your 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 resources that God is giving you. That's what the enemy wants. But here we're being cautioned. Okay, that we need to make sure that. And I'm looking at number eight. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith. Put on our faith our faith in God, our faith in his word, that he has already said that there is not a plan. There is not a plan that can supersede his. Love, despite, and I just want to encourage us here because, you know, the enemy will certainly use uh, brother and sister and mothers and fathers the, the enemy would try to use all types of devices to keep us, you know, uh, rattled or unfocused or keep us looking at what they're doing. But I want to encourage you that this scripture tells us that not only are we to put on faith, which is our faith is in God, but also put on love, which covers a multitude of sins. And and the hope of salvation as a helmet. He said, for God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through Jesus Christ. He died for us so that we, whether we are awake or asleep, may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. And in between that, um, it tells us that we certainly are to honor those who labor uh, for the the love of God, bringing the word, um, and, and really trying to build us up in the word. But this is what I really want us to focus on. And if you write this down, 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, starting at the 16th verse. These are some of the key things that we need to make sure that we're incorporating every day 
in our lives so that we can walk in the fullness. We can walk in the fullness that God has intended for us. And um, as I begin to close, uh, Sister Cassandra, if you would uh, get the song, I don't know if you got the email or not, but Rejoice in the Lord Always by um, Israel Horton. That would be awesome. Uh, Verse 16 says, Rejoice Always. Now, I know, and I I speak to people, we are all targeted, and I I try to make my rounds for as much as I can, especially on the the days that uh, during my summer months, and, and try to talk and encourage others. And I know, you know, and I, I know firsthand what people go through. I know that. This is when we have to persevere within the deepness of us. 16 tells us to rejoice always. That means no matter the situation, we have to be in an attitude in a state of rejoicing. Even when it hurts, we rejoice in the Lord. It also tells us in 17 to pray continually. I mean, every opportunity that you have to pray, we should be doing it. Especially, I mean, you know, the the Bible even warns us in Proverbs, I believe it is, that, you know, oftentimes, and it might have even been Ecclesiastic, so I'm not, don't please don't quote me on it. But, you know, when, when, we're, when times are good, we tend to forget God. But, you know, if you are going through challenges, you know, the, the first thing is to grab a hold of his word. And so 16 tells us that, one, we need to rejoice. It tells us, two, we need to pray continually. And three, 18 tells us, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. We may not, we may not understand why. We may not understand what God is bringing up out of this and what is the, what, why, what's the benefit. We may not understand it, but we understand his word. We understand what his word tells us to do. So despite not understanding the whys in all of this, we understand his word. And since he's already said that he is the good shepherd and we belong to him, and if we belong to him, then we listen to his voice. And his word is his voice telling us that these are the things that he wants us to do. 19, do not quench the spirit. I'm telling you, you know what? If the spirit says give God the praise, give him the praise, the, 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 the deepest, the biggest, the, the, the most uh, uh, loudest praise that you can give him. You know, if he, if he gives you you an instruction, do it with all your heart and all your might. 
And it says, and do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. I want to encourage us today that God is able to keep you. Psalm 61, David, first he opened this psalm, and scholars would tell us that this is more like a song or or, or a poem, but what really matters is where David's heart was and and what in how he understood his relationship with God. Well, he knew that God was his source. And so the first thing he says in Psalm 61 is, keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. For in you take I take refuge. I know everybody has heard the serenity prayer. The serenity prayer says, God, give me the serenity to accept what I cannot change. There's some things that are just beyond me. And, you know, as much as, you know, we sometimes we just want to be the, 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 the super person or whatever, the reality is that there are some things that are beyond us. And we have to learn to be at peace with those things that are beyond us. So we pray for the peace in the midst of the situation. And then it says, the courage to change what I can. When it is within me to do this, God, I want to do it. I want the courage. I want to move forward because I know just like uh, I have all my 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 heroes of faith in the Bible that I have seen you move on their behalf. But even in my own life, I have seen you move on my behalf. Um, in, in people that I know, I've seen you move. So I pray for that courage to change because I know that if it is in me to do it, then you are going to help me do it. But I pray more than anything is the wisdom to know the difference so that I'm not spinning my wheels on things that is not is, is beyond me, that is not in my authority to handle. I want to do what you require of me because when it's all said and done, when this life is over and this life is going to be over, I have to stand before you face to face, and I have to give an account of what I have done while I was on this earth. So help me, God, to be able to stand before you because I have been obedient in my in, in his word. So he prays, keep me safe, for in you I take refuge. 
I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. So he recognized, one, we rejoice. Two, uh, don't quench the Holy Spirit. Make sure that um, we are following the word, following our praise. Don't quench it. Sometimes, you know, we 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 feel like you see situations like that, which was in Acts, but we can even see things when we go into, you know, we visit different churches, and, you know, we're sitting there going, whoa, that's, that's yeah, yeah, that's a bit much. But you, we have to be willing to let the Lord lead us and guide us. And if he says, walk around your house seven times, then you do that. Don't quench the Holy Spirit because that's the gift that has been given to you. And in that gift is the power for you to live out that life with victory, to live out that life with the, uh, the, the, the fullness of Christ. Fellowship. Make sure that we are fellowshipping with each other. In the word, they broke bread. That bread, of course, is um, it, it, it has both a spiritual and a natural meaning. Yes, we sit down and we fellowship and we eat with each other, but we also sit down and fellowship with each other in the word, with the word in front of us. We don't need to actually wait until there's a Bible study or wait until there's a church service to fellowship with someone else in the Word. And keeping our eyes on Jesus, keeping our eyes on Jesus, trusting in the Lord with all of our heart. Hebrews, the 12th chapter, the first through the third verse says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders, everything that hinders. Do not allow depression to hinder you. Do not allow fear to hinder you. Do not allow doubt to hinder you. Do not allow any situation to hinder you. If God is for you, who can be against you? If he be for you, who can be against you? That was the song that was played before this message, and that is what we want to hold fast to. If God be for us, who can be against us? So do not allow fear or angst or anxiety to hinder you. And it says in the sand that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance and uh, the race marked out for us. Ask yourself this question. When this life is said and done and I have to face my Lord, is everything going to be said and done? Is it? Have, or am I going to face God and will he say wicked servants? Oh, the thought scares me. And it makes me want to get busy even more. So I encourage you to run with perseverance. 
speak to that family member that you hadn't spoke to in years. Don't continue to allow the enemy to be a barrier between the communication that you need to have with those that God has placed in your life. Another thing, um, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He begins it, the good work that he begins in us, he's going to finish it. But we have got to take on that breastplate of love, and we have to move in faith and have that helmet of hope on for the joy set before him. He endured the cross, scorning it with shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. He's already been there. He's already done that. Now he is ready to lead you through the same situation. He has empowered you with the Holy Ghost. And he will lead you through the same thing that he has had to go through. If you go back and you read the Bible, and honestly, I mean, if you just look at how some of the the things in life work, there is going to be an adverse situation no matter what. You're going to face some type of adversity. The whole point is that you can't run and hide from it. You have to face the adversity or you die in the wilderness, and you don't want that. Face the adversity. How do you do it? The Holy Spirit is already with you. That's your gift. That is the power that you will be able to use to face the adversity and then build yourself up in the faith by rejoicing in the Lord, rejoicing in every situation because you know that there is no uh, plan that can supersede that of God. And then allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. Don't allow, we do this all the time. We second guess. Because in our minds, we look at how things are in the real world, and that's how we base things on. But this thing is deep, and that's why we have to be in the Word of God, and that's why we have to be in a constant state of prayer so that when you hear his voice, you don't have to rationalize it or or anything like that. You know and you act. That's what he wants, and that's how our faith is built in him. Keeping your eyes on Jesus, because if he, it, as you accepted him, the faith was opened, and then he said that he will finish it. He will finish it. So you continue to do the things that you are able to do so that the faith will be finished by him making sure you're sharing in the word with others and sharing in prayer with others, and then trust in the Lord with all of your heart. According to Proverbs um, 
2130. As we set our hearts on things above, we know that we must answer to God first and foremost. He should be our only concern. And we know that when we set our things on above, on uh, we set our eyes on things above, God has already worked out every situation that is around you. You keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and allow him to lead you and guide you. Have your heart and your mind made up. And when the enemy comes in, he promises that he will scatter the enemy. He promised that in his word, that as he come in, he will raise a standard against him. And as they flee in one way, he said that they would have to scatter seven different ways. He is faithful. He is faithful, and he has given you the gift. We just need to use that gift, use the gift. The Holy Ghost is there, and he is, the Holy Ghost, he is full of power. So we want to take advantage of that. I bless the Lord. Cassandra, are you ready to play that song? Yes.
before we go on, um, I would like for everyone um, to repeat this scripture with me um, before we go on um, to the um, the call, the altar call. Um, if everyone would repeat this and repeat it with all your heart, it's all part of Psalm 61, and we are going to start at the seventh verse. I will say it, and if you would repeat it after me, seven says, "I will praise the Lord who counsels me." I will praise the Lord who me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. Eight, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. Therefore, Therefore, my my heart is glad and and my my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. My body body will rest secure. Eleven, you make known to me the path of life. You may You will fill me with joy in your presence. You will fill me with joy in your presence. With eternal pleasures at your right hand. With eternal pleasures at your right hand. Amen. 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 Now we'll turn it back over to uh, Elder Carroll. Ah, thank you, Minister Juanita. Now we'll have the invitation to discipleship by Sister Linda. That will be followed by the closing hymn. Then we'll have the benediction by Reverend Melson. Thank you. We are at the point in the worship service where we will offer the invitation to discipleship If you're on the call tonight and you desire to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we invite you to begin your journey right now by taking part in this personal prayer between you and God. Please bow and repeat these words. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm not where I want to be, and I desire your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins, Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to unite with this church family, please email us and leave a message. We will most certainly get back to you. The email address is refugefromstorm2016 at yahoo.com or refugefromstorm at AOL. We hope you consider becoming an active member of this church and that you also find and support a Bible-based church within your local, local community. And for your personal growth in the Lord, we would like to suggest our dailybread.org, Charles Stanley in Touch Ministry, 
Decision Magazine, offered by the Billy Graham Ministry and Dr. David Jeremiah at drdavidjeremiah.org. So may God bless you and keep you. Thank you. to find out that Walter Hawkins is here has been here all week long. There's hardly Mr. Service. Where is he, Walter? Stand up. Man, his music has gone all over the world. He is a legend in his own life. He passes and has that one of his songs. I didn't realize that. We sing that ourselves. We've been with your songs out here. Walter. You might let people up and sing it. We don't worry about
praise God. I apologize for the quality of the music this afternoon. Um, when we play it on our YouTube, it sounds perfectly clear and perfectly well. So if we can't receive it clearly during our service, it's because there's first interference. But we praise God anyway for Walter Hawkins who was saying that Tragedy is commonplace and all kinds of diseases. People are slipping away. The economy's down and we don't have enough pay, but after all, all we can say is thank you, God, for all you've done for me. And thank you, Minister Juanita, for a wonderful and encouraging message. We went to several places and and saw the word of the Lord in our spirit man from several different places locations, and still we end up with thank you, Lord, and the encouragement that we do have the spirit of the living God on the inside of us who does and will light the way. Thank you so much for bringing the word to us. Thank you for uh, those of you who have participated in the service, Elder Carolyn, thank you for a job well done. Again, um, thank you, Mr. Cassandra. New lady at the at the uh, um, mic for our altar prayer. Thank you for sharing with us this afternoon, Sister Linda. Thank you for coming in and and inviting those who would like to join our church. I got a email this afternoon. We have another another member who has joined us. Thank you so much, Sister Dorothy. And those of you who have not joined us yet, we want to encourage you to become a member of the church and a working member. We we would like to see all of you taking part in our in our worship service. And Sister Gloria Sterling McGill, who does a wonderful, just a beautiful job with our newsletter. If you aren't taking time to look at it from week to week, please go back and, and look at that. Don't just look at it, but read it and let the colors and the words of Scripture and the devotionals and the other words of encouragement inspire you and minister to your spirit. We all need to have all the encouragement we can get. And I'm telling you, colors, God used colors as a form of healing. And so she puts plenty of them in there, and you should come away from that uh, uh, time with that newsletter feeling really, really, really in, enriched and uplifted. Thank you so much for all the time and effort. Sister Gloria, that you put into the newsletter, we do appreciate you for that. I want to encourage you and invite you to come and join us on Wednesday night for Bible study at the uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are considering restarting, uh, well, actually two things, restarting the uh, support group. We're, We're considering restarting that. We'd like to hear from you of your interest and what kind what topics you would like to have and we're also considering starting a um just a conference call night where we can get together and talk and share and get to know one another. Um don't want to call it a social night, but we surely want to call it a an informal meeting of the church members whereby we can just talk and share about our difficulties, and that's not something that we've been able to do so far, but but we want to provide that. So 
send an email to me or to Sister Gloria about your interest in one participating in a, just a general conference call night where by we're just able to talk about our concerns and our cares and 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 get to know one another better and then secondly the restarting of our emotional wellness support group. God still loves us enough to want to see that our needs are met in this manner. If all hearts and minds are clear, after the benediction, we will have uh, Sister Cassandra in the recording, at which time those of you who need personal prayer, if you'll stay on the call, we'll be happy to pray with you at that time. Great and mighty God, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for all that you have said to us through the word and through the messenger. God, we ask that you will continue by your spirit to unveil unto us, O God, the deep treasures of the word that you have spoken to us today, Lord. Show us, I pray, God, what we need to see and what we need to know, God, about how you would minister to us from your word. Then, God, I pray that as we go on in through the night and into tomorrow and in the days to come, God, you promise that you would go before us to make our rough roads smooth and our crooked roads straight. God, you set your eyes go to and fro throughout the whole earth. You're looking for an opportunity to show yourself strong on those whose hearts are perfect towards you. And so, God, just like the psalmist David, we ask that you would create in us a clean heart and renew in us the right And then, God, let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, for you are our strength and our redeemer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for being with us this day, and we look forward to having another uh, great Bible study on Wednesday night. We will be studying the prophet Ezekiel. And then on next Saturday morning at 10.30 Central Time, 11.30 Eastern Time, our prayer team meets. We do encourage you to come. We talked about some scripture on Wednesday night that talks about, the. I guess it was on Friday evening, that talks about the necessity of prayer. One of them, Jesus said that men ought always to pray and not faint. And God said that his house will be called a house of prayer. So since we know that our house is God's house, because our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, then our body should be called a house of prayer. So meet us on Saturday morning um, at 1130. So the hour has moved up 30 minutes. Those of you who are late risers, be sure and get up and, and join us for prayer and then back here on next Saturday afternoon at 6 Eastern Standard Time for our church service. In the meantime, God bless you and have a blessed rest of the day. Physical Father, you can end the recording. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.